The backbone of any healthy company is quality marketing, and you're about to learn the secrets from those who do it the best. Welcome to Marketing Superstars, where the world's best marketers discuss their cutting-edge marketing practices. Host David T. Scott is an award-winning CMO, best-selling author, national speaker, and is widely recognized as one of the top marketers in the country. Each week, David sits down with the brilliant marketing minds behind some of the best-known brands in the world to unlock the secrets of great marketing. With their help, you'll learn proven techniques you can use to build your business and your brand. Now, your host for Marketing Superstars, David T. Scott. Welcome to the show. Today I have with me Susan Smith-Ellis, the Chief Marketing Officer of Getty Images. Susan, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Now, for those of you who don't know Getty Images, could you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Getty Images is really the leading image company in the world. We have the ability to shoot imagery in news, sport, entertainment on the editorial side. And then we have a very large uh, group of contributors, 2,000 contributors around the world, um, that contribute to our stock photo business. You mentioned imagery. Uh, and, and so, you know, when I think imagery, I'm thinking photographs or photos. But your media goes a lot broader than that, doesn't it? It does, in fact. So we have over 200 million assets, and in, in that wow. asset base, it's everything from archival imagery uh, that goes all the way back to the Civil War. It also it includes VR. We, we are probably one of the leaders in VR. We, we shot the Olympics uh, four years ago, and then again uh, recently in Brazil, and we have a, something called the Getty Images VR group. So it's mm. everything from stills to archival, to editorial, to uh, video, and, and obviously 360 and VR are very much on our radar as that world explodes. And my guess is that if you're a marketer listening to my show, you've probably been exposed to Getty one way or the other and have probably licensed some, some imagery from you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be surprised if any of your marketers aren't our clients. Now, tell me a little bit about your marketing efforts, right? So uh, as you think about sort of a very well-established brand going after a customer base, which has most likely been aware of you and has used you, where do you spend your time and focus? I think even when you're very well-known and established, like, like a company like Getty, you have to do two things. One is you obviously want to keep the customers that you have and make sure that they're aware of all of the ways in which you're remaining modern and fresh and, and doing a lot of new things. And you also want to be able to attract new customers. I mean, there are young people coming into the marketing space and the editorial space and all of that all the time. And we want to make sure that they look at Getty as a trusted partner for their efforts as well. And we spend some time focusing now on small business. We have a lot of um, very large clients, probably most of the big companies that you know would be clients of ours, as are the big uh, agency holding companies and so on. But there's an opportunity, I think, for us in small business, and we're starting to see that really materialize where people who have smaller entrepreneurial companies but have a need for imagery, and we want them to get to know us as well as a trusted source. Now, as a CMO, I've always sort of relied on some some form of photography in order to express my brand promise, you know, something that helps me tell the story, whether or not that's a small bit of video or whether or not it's a photograph that really sort of captures what I do. And I've always struggled with it. My guess is, is that our audience has struggled with it as well. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to have that same sort of candid stock photo that everyone else has uh, that shows a, a happy business customer in a tie right. 
uh, smiling over his laptop, right? And so how should one think about that challenge of really finding and determining the right imagery that supports and promotes the brand? There is a lot of fairly ordinary stock imagery out there, but there's also much more imagery being shot with our with our contributors that isn't the same old cliche. And it's important, I think, to to have things that represent your brand and that have a kind of an emotive or impactful response from the customer. And so we have a couple things we can do. One is any of our photographers can create bespoke work for you. So we can put out assignments to our photographers to create bespoke specific things. And we also, as you probably know well, have spent a lot of time in the last couple of years trying to change the direction of that because as young people look for authenticity, and marketers especially are looking for authenticity, we have briefed a lot of our contributors and photographers to start to shoot people and and scenarios and things as they are and not as the cliche of them. So if you look at a lot of the work that we have, you'll see we picture families very differently and that in all of their various iterations, family isn't just mom, dad, two kids and a dog anymore. We're certainly with with Lean In, we partner with Lean In around repicturing women. And we have a huge collection of women and families and even gender that's being repictured so that it much more reflects the way in which the world is and not the kind of hokey way in which um, stock has been portrayed in the past. Yeah, that's interesting because you talked a little bit about how you have sort of an archival unit. So to some degree, you still have some of that really imagery that was suited for its time, right? I mean, if you think about the nuclear family, how it looked in 1950, versus how the family looks now in 2016. My guess is you still have all that archival stuff, but it's almost like you almost have to reframe it, isn't it? Yes, it becomes iconic of another era versus being what you want to say to people in 2016 or beyond. For those of you who are just joining us, we're here with Susan Smith-Ellis, the Chief Marketing Officer of Getty Images. And we're just talking about the power of imagery uh, and how it's changed over time. And uh, as you start to think about this initiative, right, this initiative to make imagery reflect uh, the uh, the culture in our time, uh, was that a request from your customers or was that sort of an internal drive from Getty Images itself? One thing that your that your listeners might not know about us um, is that inside Getty Images, we have on staff people that we sort of think of as visual anthropologists. Oh, and interesting. They spend a lot of time just looking at what's going on in the culture, what's what are the trends, and also what are we seeing in terms of keywords that people are searching for on our site. So to go back to, I'll give you a couple of examples. One would be Lean In, where we saw that our team saw that the search for women or working women or you know women at work or whatever, those were, those were being looked for uh, pretty constantly. And that was part of what led us to start to think about, okay, let's look at those. Let's look at when, when we do that search, what pops up? And what popped up were you know, women climbing a ladder with high heels with a baby in one arm and a briefcase in another, or, uh, or a woman plumber would be a woman in a bikini with, um, with a tool belt. And so, so that led to wow. our creative people putting out a brief to our photographers um, to say to them, okay, start, let's go out and shoot women and girls. Let's shoot them as they really are and not as the cliche is. And so in the past year, we've seen now search term Uh, such as female empowerment, has increased 722% in one year. Mm. And stay-at-home dad is up 40%. So again, reflecting changes in society, reflecting uh, what people are looking for that's very different than, say, woman in tool belt and bikini. 
Yeah, that's that's fascinating. But again, is, is is that you guys pushing the movement or is that a reflection of the movement that's happening? Well, I think it's a little of both. I'd like to think that we're very much ahead of the curve in some of this. And mm-hmm. so again, I'll go back to in 2014, one of our visual anthropologists started seeing around just around New York and other places, men with buns, man buns, <laughs> before there was even a name for it. And she started to think, okay, what is, this, what is this a reflection of? And really what that led to was our identifying a trend that we called gender blend. And you see that in terms of fashion and in terms of all sorts of things. And so by identifying that and then being able to talk to our partners and customers about those trends and that we would, in fact, be ahead of those trends, you need to be ahead of them because by the time someone identifies them, you can't just start to go out and shoot them later. You know, you kind of have to have them as they're in the zeitgeist. So I think it's a combination of being very aware of what's going on and then also following what people are looking for from a search tool point of view and then tying that into the briefs that we do for our contributors. What I'm hearing is is that that it's almost as if you're uh, observing society to some degree yeah. and then going out and trying to create inventory that reflects society in support of your customer base. Yes, that's correct. Uh, what a beautiful concept. And so talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, we just had, an, uh, we were in, right in the middle of an election cycle Um, And where, you know, the concept of sort of women empowerment, women as equal, potentially having the first woman president uh, is a a really could be a very powerful statement that could be coming up. Tell us a little bit about sort of how how you approach that in relation to Hillary Clinton and even how she dresses and how she postures herself on how that's a reflection on sort of uh, women in society today. I'm not sure that there's a Getty spin on this, really, because Mm. what we are doing is we're chronicling it, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of an election, which is happening in real time, we're photographing her and and her campaign and the people that are following her, you know, by the nanosecond. But it's interesting, if you look at what's happening, the dynamic uh, between the sort of um, Hillary, this incredibly you know, powerful, successful, accomplished woman, and then the the other side of the equation where the debate is becoming about, you know, someone that was a Miss Universe that was being called fat. And right. it sort of is a, it's sort of a perfect microcosm for the struggle between perceptions of women old and new, right? So there are lots of women who see themselves as strong and empowered and entitled and able to become president. And then there is a strain of people that are still thinking of women in this very sort of cliched way. And you watch that dynamic tension play out in terms of the coverage of the campaign and in terms of the way that two campaigns behave. And, you know, let's not forget also that you guys not only cover sort of marketing and the way we communicate our brand, but you guys are really reflecting media and culture as well. Yes. So, I mean, we have, a you know, 300 uh, on-staff photographers who cover off news, sport, and entertainment. So that runs a gamut from, you know, breaking the Ebola story in Africa with John Moore to following the royal family to, you know, red carpet to the incredible Al Bello photographs that are done uh, at the Olympics or with sporting events. You know, we really we like to say here that we move the world with images. And I think that's really true, that that our images are ubiquitous and, and tell stories and powerful stories just in that split second. We're here with Susan Smith Ellis, the chief marketing officer of Getty Images, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. For more information on today's program or to contact David T. Scott directly, visit marketingsuperstars.com. Don't go away. Marketing Superstars will continue in a moment.
A recent study shows that strong brands command a 6% price premium. And that higher premium means higher profits. How does your brand rank? Harness your brand's power and gain the competitive edge with JPL's unique brand methodology. We build authentic brands that connect and drive performance, delivering real business value inside and out. See how it works at jplcreative.com. You're listening to Marketing Superstars with David T. Scott. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Susan Smith-Ellis, the Chief Marketing Officer of Getty Images. And, you know, we're taking a little bit of a departure from our traditional shows where we ask CMOs what their staff looks like, what their budget looks like, (laughs) and what do they think about social media marketing. And we're talking a little bit about the power of imagery, and I'm finding this absolutely fascinating. You know, one of the things we just touched base on before the break was talking about how, uh, you know, Getty Images really is really chronicling the world uh, and, and, and world events and, and talking about sort of the impact of uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and, and, uh, and even sort of the diametrically opposed uh, impact of some of the comments from uh, Donald Trump around uh, Miss America. And tell us a little bit about sort of how, how Getty Images sees their role in being able to move social movements uh, or to promote social movements uh, as it relates to imagery. Imagery is so powerful. And we were just talking a little bit about news, sport, and entertainment and, and the editorial side. But just a really important aside here is that we, those images that we take around the world of whatever is going on, mm. whether it's the election or whether it's, it's a you know, conflict, a, a war somewhere, we can get them to in 120 seconds from the moment that they're shot to where, where they can be purchased by a customer. I mean, that's a, that is real-time you know, speed and accuracy. Um, and in terms of using imagery to, to make a, a statement, if you will, I'll give you another example. We have an incredible photographer at Getty Images called Brent Sturton. He is very much passionate about what, some of the things that are going on with the environment and with conservation and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And he took a very famous picture of a mountain gorilla in the Congo um, that, that was picked up all over the world in terms of news. And, and that photograph and being used in, in, in various news cycles um, was able to raise $50 million for, for conservation for gorillas. And that's the power of that one image. And think about how many other ways in which you can use imagery. Um, we partnered with, with um, Richard Curtis, the director, um, and the Global Goals, and, and contributed our photography to them so that they could use that imagery to try to make the, the point that the sustainable development goals need to be understood by everybody and that they affect everybody in the world. And so again, we had the imagery and the archival imagery and the footage, and, the, and they used it to create video and uh, educational guides and billboards and so on and so forth to launch their campaign. And, and again, Lean In, we've talked about that a little bit as well. When we sell a photograph from the Lean In collection, mm. um, we pay the royalty to our photographers, but the, but the profit that we make on that goes to the Lean In Foundation to help support that. So we try to make a difference, in, but that is, that is true to us, though, and our mission and what we do versus sort of layering on a cause on top of Getty that doesn't seem strategic or, or correct to our mission. Now, you guys are a for-profit organization, aren't you? Yes, we are, yep. Uh, so it's interesting because it's, it's almost as if you're performing as a for-benefit corporation, or at least uh, there's some level of corporate and social responsibility tied to your mission. We're almost the secret ingredient, if you will, right? We have, the, we have content. In a world that is hungry for content and in mm. a world that all of us are trying to find ways to very simply tell a story that has high impact 
and quickly, visual is the way to do it, right? Visual imagery. And so if we can partner with, with either causes or, or even brands, I mean, it's not just about cause. There are, there is, there's a lot of really fantastic brands that are using imagery to make very progressive statements about social change. And, and so it, I think it's, it's almost table stakes these days. It's not something that you can do as a kind of nice to do. I think you have to be a very engaged citizen of the world, and whether you're in business or not. Now, when you think about the missions and values of the company and sort of your brand promise, is that part of it? Again, we go back to the, uh, you know, the underlying mission statement for Getty Images is that our images move the world. And whether that's the world of commerce, because you're, you're using our imagery to sell shampoo, or whether that's your imagery is being used to, to tell the plight of elephants in Africa or to change perceptions of women or families or gender. We're very proud of the fact that, that, that it can run the gamut of that, that you don't that it's not an either or preposition. You can be you can do good and you can do well and you can you can run a business and you can also be involved where you can within reason uh, with, with some of these social changes. We talked a lot about sort of the, the focus of imagery, the power of imagery in and of itself and and some just so sort of great uh, uh, stories about how it's moved the world. Uh, and then earlier, we briefly talked about technology is not the right word, but other forms of media. And you talked about virtual reality. Talk to me a little about virtual reality, how you guys are participating in it, sure. and how you think that's going to impact culture and society going forward. Sure. Well, so I think, you know, it's interesting. Um, about a year ago, we we really, the, the marketing team actually became very engaged with the idea of virtual reality because we started to see different conferences going on here in New York, the future of storytelling, and uh, just sort of seeing it in little pockets here and there. And then our head of innovation, a man named Steve Heck, who was then the CTO of the company, also was very engaged in virtual reality and had spent time looking, you know, using Oculus and in its prototype and starting to think about that and what does that mean for our business. And then we had the photographers who were shooting it. And so there was an interesting triangulation between marketing, tech, and and our photographers to think about what does this mean. And so I'll give you a couple of examples. We're working with Mattel. I don't know if, if you you know how old you are, but whether you ever had a Mattel viewfinder where you put the the little disc in and take a look at yeah, the various. Yeah, of course. So now there's now there is a Mattel viewfinder that's in VR or 360, if you will. Mm. And so we are shooting. Um, nature and animals and and you know sites around the world for them to be able to use inside that that little device at the one end. We're also working with Google on their education initiative to be able to bring VR into the classroom. So imagine you're studying the oceans and you can put on a virtual reality glasses and actually be in the ocean that you're studying. And oh, neat. I think there was a view a couple of years ago, even maybe a, even even as short a time ago as a year ago that the goggles and the fit, the way in which you had to experience it would be a barrier to it becoming more ubiquitous. But I think you will see that even that will change, that how you experience VR may not be that you're all alone with a headset on. It's going to evolve. So because we are, uh, you know, that this is the world that we inhabit, visual everything, visual content, we really want to be there, whether it's at the education end or whether it's at Mattel or working with customers or being able to be immersive. Imagine that you can watch the Super Bowl and feel that you're now almost at the game, that you can spin around and see it in mm. various um, angles. You're not just there in that in that sort of flat two-dimensional angle. So it's very exciting, and I, our photographers are very excited about 
being able to shoot that way. So they shoot all of the above. They go to the Olympics and shoot VR and video and and stills because the demand is there for all of that. And I and again to back to marketing and our and our audience, your audience here. Imagine that you'll test drive a car that way or that, mm. you know, you'll, you'll tour a house. If you're looking for houses, you might go and look at an apartment with, with virtual reality versus, you know, having to go physically and find that you don't really like it. Um, and I think there's a lot of ways that it can become much more immersive and then for, therefore engaging for both the brand and the consumer. For those of you who are just joining us, we're here with Susan Smith-Ellis, the CMO of Getty Images. And we're just talking a little bit about some of the new technology or the new forms of media slash imagery that they're that they're they're uh, adopting and and uh, really sort of uh, uh, pushing the curve on. Now, have you guys ever thought about other senses? So, smell and sound, for example, is that ever is that ever considered to be part of your mission? I'm not. I'm not certain. I mean, I'll, I'll go down and talk to the product team <laughs> and see if we can't come up with get something that smells for Getty. Um, <laughs> but you can go. You can go into a bakery and then smell the wonderful baked goods. So that would be something. yeah, or just or just hear the clanking of the uh, cups at the cafe or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, I've actually always thought that we should do something where you could actually. There's that wonderful sound of the of the shutter speed of the, you know, the click, 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 click of a, of a, of a camera that I've often thought would be fun to use in a video just for ourselves. It's so it's that sound resonates so much with people. Yeah. Or like an audio logo. Exactly. No one... exactly. Well, now you've given me a couple of good marketing ideas. So <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to go work on that audio logo. The bill is in the mail. It's good uh, to talk to an MBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and get back to talking a little bit about, um, your delivery mechanism. So, um, uh, you know, uh, what innovative approaches are you guys investing in in order to better reach your marketers in the ways that marketers want in this sort of digital revolution, this revolution of things like user-generated content in the world of user-generated content in the world of social media? How is that impacting your business? Oh, a lot. I mean, I think, you know, think about shot with an iPhone, right? I mm. mean, everybody is a photographer, right? Mm. And and I don't, I think that our normal um, competitive set might have been a few years ago, you would have thought, well, you know, some stock photography companies or some uh, companies that per, that try to be in the editorial space would be our competitors. But now, you know, we, we partner, for example, with Instagram um, on Instagram grants, Getty Instagram grants, because we're trying to identify young emerging talent uh, with them but they but you know you go on instagram there's some incredible photography there sure shot by you know you and me and our friends and our you know probably not me i have a shaky hand but uh... but, but, you know i mean it's stunning how much so so that's a it's important that i think you you um almost have a a sense of co-opetition if you will right so Instagram could potentially be a competitor, and yet, on the other hand, we want to be partnering with them. So we have an Instagram channel, and we do work, we do things with Snapchat, and um, we we also do things. I mean, we're obviously in all the digital space that one needs to be, but we're also offline. And when I say that, it's not a print ad, but it's it's trying to be um, partnering with with the Clios and DNAD and. Um, and to be at events and certain, we were at South by Southwest and did an incredible partnership with Fader Magazine with them last year um, around uh, emerging stars. And so we think that we have the potential to to create both experiential things offline so that as people are going to events and things, they can experience Getty's uh, various dimensions or certainly in all the digital spaces. But um, 
it's a it's an ever changing world, and as a marketer, as you know, you you can never get comfortable. It's, you have to be uncomfortable all the time because just when you think you've figured out this channel, a new one comes along. I mean, look what's happened just in a very short time from um, you know Facebook and Instagram to Snapchat to, and you know Twitter was I mean, what's going to become of them? And mm. it's uh, it's you can you have to stay very acutely aware of everything that's happening. You've just been listening to Susan Smith-Ellis, the CMO of Getty Images. Susan, thank you very much for joining us on the show. You've been listening to Marketing Superstars with David T. Scott, your weekly glimpse into the minds of the world's best and brightest marketers. For more information on today's program or to inquire about speaking engagements, contact David T. Scott directly at marketingsuperstars.com, where you'll also find a podcast of this and previous shows. That's marketingsuperstars.com. And be sure to join us again next week for Marketing Superstars.